Ladies and gentlemen, Fourth and Trollers, welcome back to Fourth and Troll Fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Carl Weezer. Oh, no, that's not <laughs> Carl Weezer. That's Wes Selby. What? Hi, I'm Wes Selby. Hey, Wes. Noah and I have been We're having fun with Jimmy our- Neutron era right now. Yeah, we've just been talking a lot about Carl Weezer, so I wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Jimmy's mom. Uh, all that all that sort of stuff, you know. Gotta love gotta love a good old Nickelodeon reference. Who who loves Nickelodeon in the two thousands, am I right? I think honestly everything in Nickelodeon two thousands was incredible. That was a pinnacle was point in my childhood. I mean, we had Jimmy Neutron, fairly odd parents. Yeah. Um SpongeBob. Uh, oh, duh. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, I feel like I was more of a Disney crushing guy, it. a Disney Channel guy. I don't know <laughs> what what else was on there. I don't know, but it feels like those three. Anyway, enough of this. Yeah. Anyways, back to fantasy back football. Fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. We got a great show for you guys today. It's going to be a fun time. We are doing our way too early fantasy football positional rankings. In this episode today, we are going over the top 10 players at each of the fantasy football positions in our eyes, in our rankings today. It's going to be a lot of fun. We hope you guys enjoy it and and, and and follow along with us and tell us if we're completely wrong for some reason or if you agree. Let us know what never you been think wrong. in those comments down there. But yeah, we've never been wrong. So <clears throat> should have uh, benched Donovan Bam Knight. In uh in week fifteen, I appreciate that throwback reference to last year's prediction. Yeah, last year's fantasy football playoffs. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Um, yeah, we got a great episode for you guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun. First things first, let's do a little bit of news, just because there is just a little bit of news, and somehow the Packers just end up in our news segments over and over again. And, uh, and I just, I, I guess that's the Aaron Rodgers effect, but Wes, go ahead. What do we, what do we got to talk about here? Just real quick. It is funny. Cause it's, it's to the point where we're just like looking for any kind of news, anything at all. And all that's happened this week is the Packers signed Jordan love to a contract extension for another year through 2024. So I guess they believe in him enough. Maybe who knows? Uh, speaking year. of Packers, there it is, baby. Speaking of Packers, the Jets signed Randall Cobb. So it's basically the New York Packers, which is funny because Aaron Rodgers often, not often, but the whole thing was that he complained about not having good weapons. And then he just brings over all the weapons from Green Bay. And about the same and, weapons to Green Bay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, lastly, this is it, is Jerick McKinnon signed a, re-signed with the Kansas City Chiefs for a year contract extension. Don't know if that's going to affect Isaiah Pacheco or any of the other starting positions in in uh, Kansas City. That's literally it. That's all the news going on right now. So let's just jump into our way too early top 10 position rankings. Give us the lowdown, Noah. Well, thanks for the news, Wes. I'm at one personally real <laughs> quick, just excited about Jerry McKinnon going back to the Chiefs. They Listen, he, they seem to use him the correct way, so that should be an interesting potential redraft ad uh, for this year in fantasy. Um, listen, we're past the end of a draft. We're starting to build up expectations on players. We're, we're thinking where these players are going to end up. This is how it's going to go. Wes is going to give his top ten quarterbacks. 
I'll, I'll, I'll respond and give, give some of my thoughts and where I have some of those guys. I'll reveal my top 10 running backs and wide receivers, and then Wes will close out with the top 10 toy ends in the NFL and fantasy football. And remember, it is now it, – it's, it's May – uh, it is May 9th when this is airing, so this is gonna change. This is gonna this is gonna change, but this is where we're at right now. This is not going to be probably where we're at week one. I, I, I literally changed some ranks moments before we started recording this episode just because I had I, my, I have new thoughts and ideas and hopes and beliefs. So if you haven't already, just go ahead, subscribe. Follow the show. Follow us on Instagram so you can see our rankings compared to now to then, whenever we get to week one. But that being said, Wes, go ahead. Give us your top ten quarterbacks for 2023. Your way too early top ten quarterbacks for 2023. Super early. So what I'm going to do and what we will both do for each of these uh, four positions is kind of highlight before we jump into the top ten, who is not in our top 10? Um, maybe some players that probably deserve to be there or players that we want to just make a point about. Um, I'm going to start by saying that Kyler Murray is not in my top 10. I know that mobile quarterbacks do really well and just by default for having more points for rushing and rushing touchdowns, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, I still do not believe in the Arizona Cardinals. I know they got a new head coach. I, I'm just not sold on Kyler Murray. Um, same with Deshaun Watson. I appreciate that the Browns want to invest in wide receivers, but I still don't know if Deshaun Watson is any good anymore. We only saw like, it felt like 15 minutes of him in Cleveland and that was it. And uh, yeah. one other person I am not putting in my top 10 that I want to point out is Geno Smith. I like a lot of what's happening in Seattle. I just don't know if it's going to translate in fantasy with Jackson Smith and Jigba there, plus Zach Charbonnet is also there. But I just feel like maybe the magic kind of uh, falls a little bit. It just kind of, you know, 12 o'clock strikes and the, you know, carrot turns back into a pumpkin, essentially. So with that being said, I'm going to start with number 10. And I think, yes, he does make the top 10. Aaron Rodgers is my 10th QB for 2023. I don't have him higher even though I think Garrett Wilson is going to be phenomenal this year, and I think Brees Hall is going to be a great passing weapon for Aaron Rodgers, and I think that Aaron Rodgers is still a really good quarterback. I know he didn't have a good season last year, but it's it's just it's Aaron Rodgers. There's no reason to think he won't do well. This is more of a comment on the other nine because I think Rodgers is a good pick for fantasy, but I think everyone else is going to do that much better, and that leads me into number nine, and I have Joe Burrow as number nine. And I, I want to put him higher. He should be higher. And again, it's May. This is what I'm thinking now. As I think the rest of these quarterbacks are just going to dominate. It's, it's not Joe Burrow. It's how much I believe in the rest of these players. So... It's I can't even get to eight in your face, Noah. It's already weeping. Is he number? We'll get to it. We're, he's going to tell me his rankings anyway. So I've got Burrow as nine. I have no problem taking Burrow at any point. I think Justin Herbert at number eight will do better. And that's because we have 
um, what's his name? Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. We've talked a lot about Kellen Moore and how great he has been and what he did in Dallas. And he is a pass first kind of player. He wants to put up points. That is so important to me and for everyone for the Chargers because they just are terrible in the red zone. They can't finish drives. I'm very excited. And yes, they have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I mean, Quentin Johnston because they're the same player to me. And maybe same Eckler's person. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Eckler's back. Maybe. But maybe it's Joshua Kelly. And for me, I don't mind because Joshua Kelly can also have PPR value. So Justin Herbert, I think, is going to be eight. And Something I said last year, a statistic I pointed out, is that quarterbacks that have two wide receivers in the top 20, on average, finish QB6. And so I'm going back into this, assuming he's healthy. If you've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the same team, I'm going to put Tua Tagovailoa as number seven, because how do you not want the quarterback with the number one wide receiver in the NFL and like the number five wide receiver in the NFL. They're, it's just, they're way too good. They've had a full year together. Plus McDaniel is already, I mean, he's there. He's going to help with Tua. He's going to help with that offense grow where he most starts back. It's the exact same offense. I'm really excited for Tua as long as he stays healthy. And last to finish out the top 10 before we get a top five, I got Lamar Jackson. And maybe he's going to be higher. Maybe he's going to be lower. I'm not sure. Obviously, just figuring things out now. But Lamar Jackson was going to be top 10 no matter what team he went to. And I think with Jackson, it's going to be great. Once again, people are going to be so happy. The Ravens are going to be ecstatic. The fans are going to be ecstatic. Lamar Jackson is going to be ecstatic. I think there's going to be a little bit more of a push in the passing game. And I think that may kind of bump him down out of the top five for me because – There's a reason they got OBJ. I don't care if he's good or not. There's a reason they got him. And then they got Zay Flowers. And that alone speaks volumes that they want to pass the ball this season. So that's why he's not quite top five. So to begin the top five, probably quarterback I'm most excited about. One of the quarterbacks, at least. I'm going to put the golden-haired child out of Clemson, the starting quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, as number five. He's got Calvin Ridley, and we're all excited about it. But do not forget that this dude balled out the last half of the season and was owning the NFL, honestly, in the passing game. He was amazing, and he spreads the ball around so much. It's not like—so here's something that I thought about with Joe Burrow which is what I applied to Kirk Cousins last year, is when you've got the number one wide receiver in fantasy, they average QB nine. So just as a default, you're kind of in top 10. Trevor Lawrence doesn't do that. He doesn't have that one wide receiver. He's got the second and the third and the fourth, and he's got two running backs that are that were good for him. He's got so many weapons, and I'm so excited to draft him. I would draft him maybe some over the, some of these other guys because they're just going to be high picks. But number four, of course... Josh Allen's top five, and he will always be top five, and he will always want to be the second or third quarterback taken off the board. Uh, The reason he's not three or better is because, no offense, Bills fans, but Patrick Mahomes still is in the NFL, and he proved everyone wrong, and Mahomes is going to be a top three quarterback until he retires. Literally, there's no reason he will not be top three, and... I just, it doesn't matter who his receivers are. He proved it. 
and he was MVP and Super Bowl MVP and led the league in passing yards and the third quarterback in history to have multiple 5,000 yards passing seasons, most all-purpose yards in NFL history. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But we're talking fantasy football, and there's a reason there are only two players that are above him in my rankings. And number two might be a little bit of a surprise, but I'm buying in on Justin Fields. What he did was the last few weeks were unreal. And the great thing is, it doesn't matter if the team wins, because Justin Fields played his butt off. And what speaks to me as well is the Bears looked him in the eye and said, we believe in you, we're trading on number one, and we're going to get you DJ Moore. DJ Moore is underrated. He will always be underappreciated. I will always underappreciate him. I've admitted this. I can. I never yeah. draft him. He's great. He is really good. But Justin Fields easily put up 30 points week after week after week, and I am so excited for him. So right now he's he's number two, and number one is Jalen Hurts. Because did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you watch any of football last year? He's going to be the best quarterback in the NFL this year. He's going to be the best quarterback in fantasy this year. And I think, honestly, he should be the first quarterback taken off the board. I know Mahomes is likely going to be that, but I think with very good reason, Jalen Hurts should be taken before Josh Allen in fantasy. He's the best QB in the NFL. That's my top 10. Rip me apart, Noah. I'm ready to stand <coughs> my ground, boy. Stand no, my I, ground, I, boy. I, okay. All right. All right. This isn't we're not, we're not <laughs> schoolyard. Okay. But I don't I don't hate the list. I don't I don't I don't hate the list. We have a lot of the same guys on there, actually. Um flipped around a little bit here, but no, ultimately it's I I, I don't hate it. I think I mean I think Joe Burrow at nine is a, almost a crime. Um and I I have I, I have Joe Burrow uh at three. I have Joe Burrow as my QB three right now. Um I think if this were last season, I think I ranked him around nine then because I was on the record calling Zach Taylor a coward for running the football so much. <laughs> and then he was like, Okay, well then Joe Burrow can throw the ball forty times a game then uh since you said that, Noah. Uh, and so then he shifted yeah. that up there. Um, no, I don't hate it. Like, like I said, we we have almost all the same players in our list here. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. I think, so, I think generally those are going to be the top ten quarterbacks in fantasy football. So, so I, I don't mind it. I'll run down my top ten here real quick. I do have Geno Smith in my top ten. I have him at QB ten. Uh, I think they invested it in the offense. Uh, and, and so I just think, you know, he was the most accurate quarterback in the NFL last year. They add a third wide receiver. Not that they really use it, but they add another wide receiver. They add another running back. They just get more depth there. I believe in it. And, uh, and, and they, and, and so I have Geno Smith at 10. The quarterback I have outside my top 10 is Aaron Rodgers. I don't have him far outside. I have him at QB 12 right now, just because mm. I, I want to see more reports about camp. I want to see. You know, I want to hear how these guys are kind of gelling together. I think Garrett Wilson's going to be absolutely incredible. And I think Aaron Rodgers is still has won two MVPs in the last three years. So 
I think that's a very fair thing. And, and, and for him to be inside your top 10 is not an issue whatsoever with me. I have him just at 12, but uh, at nine, I have Tua Tungo Bailoa. I think he obviously has the weapons there. I need him to stay healthy. And uh, as long as he does that, then we're good. And he's easily a top 10 quarterback, a great option in fantasy. And, uh, and when you have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, the ceiling is unlimited. And he, you know, we saw, we saw it only once, but we saw a six touchdown game from Tua Tungo Bailoa last year. And so, we know it's possible. We know it's possible. We know he can do it. Uh, at QB8, I have Justin Herbert. I love it. I, I think with Kellen Moore, I think it's going to be an awesome offense. They invest into the offense, obviously, with getting Quentin Johnson. Um, we know Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to miss some games this year, so that was a good investment for them to step in and, and go, hey, let's get a guy who can slot into that spot there. At 7, I have Justin Fields. The only reason I have him at 7 right now, and I know the rushing upside is unlimited, the only reason I have him right now is because he's done nothing to show me that he's going to make the leap as a passer. Mm. He just hasn't shown me. But he hasn't really had the weapons. And we've seen time and time again. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Justin Fields finishes top three. It would not surprise me at all. We've seen over and over again these quarterbacks go to elite fantasy football play whenever they get a weapon. Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. Um uh, what, what I'm now just blanking on all this. Joe Burrow got Jamar Chase. Uh, Tua Jaylen got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. J- yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts got AJ Brown. We see these players get a weapon and just absolutely explode. And DJ Moore isn't necessarily up there with those guys, but he is by far and away the best wide receiver that uh, that Justin Fields has ever played with. And I'm going to say something here. And this may be controversial. Chase Claypool is an underrated asset for that offense. People are like, he didn't do anything. They gave up the 32nd overall pick. They gave up a first-round pick. He didn't do anything. Yeah, he joined the team on a primary rushing team, and and it's not like – I saw someone talk about this, and it's not like the NBA where, like, someone gets traded to a team and they're still just – they're just putting up 40 points a game. Like, it's like you got to settle in in the NFL is what it feels like. And so a midseason trade for a player who would be in a spotlight role, I, I, I think it's actually – I think Chase Claypool is going to surprise some people this season. He is – you know, his rookie year he had double-digit touchdowns. So I think that's an option and a good weapon for them there. Uh, at six, I have Trevor Lawrence. I, too, am with US. I am so excited about Trevor Lawrence. And I had him at five yesterday, I think. And I just had <laughs> – I did some thinking – I'm just super excited about Trevor Lawrence. Underrated rusher, too. Uses his legs a decent amount. Will get you at least a few points a game in fantasy for using his legs. So uh, I like Trevor Lawrence there at six. I've got Lamar Jackson at five. I think with this new offensive coordinator, while he will be throwing the ball more, I think that's an opportunity for us to see what Lamar can actually be as a passer. And that's what I'm really excited about. We've seen Lamar obviously have an MVP season. We've seen Lamar. Lamar almost – I think Lamar ran for nearly 800 yards last year, and he only played like half of the season. So Lamar's going to Lamar, okay? Dude's going to run. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me again if he goes over 1,000 yards, even with a new offensive coordinator, but that's where I've got him there. I've got Josh Allen at four. Uh, you know, I think with the addition in Buffalo of Damian Harris – I think it's an underrated ad. I think maybe that coaching staff in that front office is going, hey, Josh, don't hurl yourself at people much often anymore, okay? <laughs> is that okay with you? Uh, 
he signed a contract extension. They want to keep the dude healthy. Like they want him to be playing as much as he can. So um, <clears throat> that's why I've got him at four. Like I said, I've got Joe Burrow at three. I think Zach Taylor has again is just going to let the man run loose, and I think he's going to that offense. Runs obviously all offenses run through a quarterback. That offense runs through Joe Burrow. It is ridiculous. It is he is. I have a little bit of a man crush on Joe Burrow. Maybe that's why I have him so high. That's I don't fair. Know. I think Joe Burrow it's is hard just to not freaking like him. awesome. Yeah. Well. 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 Um. Um. um yeah. You know. It, it's, well. Um, if, not, if you guys are confused right now, just look up Joe Burrow. Um. And it's just there'll be a compilation Should somewhere of just all of this, yeah. So, um, um, I've got yeah, I've got Jalen Hurts at two. I and and I've struggled with this. I've struggled between two and one. I don't really know where to have him at. I don't know where to put him. I, I it may flip around, but Jalen Hurts is undoubtedly a top two quarterback in the NFL in fantasy football. He's a freak. He, his rushing upside is crazy. His his rushing touchdown upside is ridiculous. I think there's maybe a chance that the only reason I have him at two is because he signed this new contract. They invested heavily in the running back position this offseason, so maybe he is capped a little bit as far as his rushing upside goes, but Jalen Hurts at two there for me. And at number one right now, and probably going to stay there. And just because last season I bet against this dude, and I feel like I cannot bet against him again. I have Patrick yeah. Holmes at number one. Well, he only has Kadarius Tony, and he only has Guy Moore, and he only has Rasheed Rice. I don't care. I don't care. He somehow proves it again and again. He is a top three quarterback in the NFL. Top one for me. That is my top ten quarterbacks, Wes. I think we, we've we got a good list here, a good, a good groove going. Definitely some yeah. shifting around that is going to happen, but that's going to be the top 10 quarterbacks for me. Let's jump to running backs. Is that cool with you? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool with me. Cool. Sweet. Thanks for making time. Listen, You're welcome. <laughs> top 10 fantasy football running backs. I'm going to list a, a, a couple people here who aren't in my top 10. It goes maybe without saying because I'm very disappointed about what happened in the NFL draft. Kenneth Walker III is not in my top 10 running backs. He's only running back 13. I still think he has solid value. I still think he's a borderline RB1. I think he's going to be a very good football player and a very good fantasy football player. But Pete Carroll doesn't have a brain, so <laughs> there you go. So so Kenneth Walker III not in my top 10. Another guy not in my top 10 is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is not in my top 10. I've got him outside there. I think I I truly do not believe he is going to be a Minnesota Viking when the season starts. I I, I really do not believe that. I think they're going to try and get out now while they can. Well, I still got some solid value. He is not in my top 10. And another guy in my top 10, or not in my top 10, is uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is not in my top 10. Personally, I don't think Joe Mixon is a Cincinnati Bengal this season. So that's two guys in a row now that I just think their their landing spots are going to be different, and I don't think they end up being top 10 running backs. Let me tell you who is going to be a top 10 running back, though. Starting out at number 10, and this is an unbelievable shift if you caught our pre-draft episode. RB10 in fantasy football this season is Jameer Gibbs. I, I can't deny it. I cannot deny it. The more and more I have thought about it and looked at it, Jameer Gibbs is a top 10 fantasy running back this season, and I'm pretty confident in it. Here's the thing. DeAndre Swift has never finished 
lower than RB19 in fantasy football, and he was playing for, one, a Matt Patricia-led offense and team who was a crap team, and then a team of head coach of coaching that didn't like him. They didn't like him. They didn't utilize him. Dude, Dan Campbell almost broke a table when they drafted Jameer Gibbs. Like, he was bang- I'm surprised he didn't rip his shirt off. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> These guys were so, so hyped to draft Jameer Gibbs at 12 to make sure they got their guy. Listen, you don't draft a guy at 12 and not use him. You don't draft a guy at 12 and not use him. Wes, let's talk about it real quick. You and I can both agree. DeAndre Swift had a disappointing season last year. Injuries, and then he just wasn't being utilized. Jamal Williams took over the backfield. We saw yeah. DeAndre Swift losing touches to Craig Reynolds. <clears throat> DeAndre, yes, Swift had, De, De, DeAndre Swift had 70 targets last year. And he was it was his worst season in the NFL. It was his worst year in the NFL, and he had 70 targets. Jameer Gibbs is probably Dang. gonna get 100 targets this year. It will not surprise me whatsoever if Jameer Gibbs gets 100 targets. He's going to be a top 10 fantasy running back. I've got him at number 10. At number 9, I've got a little bit of royalty at number 9. I've got Derrick Henry as my RB9. I've got Derrick Henry all the way down at 9. He's getting a little older. When the home is in a bit of a rebuild, I, I, I don't really know what's going to happen. History would tell us that they're just going to keep running him into the ground. And I don't really know what that means for for the offense and the, the rebuild in Tennessee. Um, I don't know how much they're going to run the football if Will Levis takes over. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. Derrick Henry is coming off a career high uh, in in a single season for catches, so he was involved in the passing game last year. Because who else are they throwing the ball to? Um, <laughs> but I've got Derrick Henry at number nine, and and again with you and your quarterbacks, it's just kind of a testament to how much I think these other eight guys are going to absolutely just dominate the scene here at eight i've got Ramondre stevenson Ramondre for me was a massive winner in the nfl draft i was worried if Bijan robinson fell that the patriots were going to take Bijan robinson at 14 and i was i was going to uh hate my life because i'm a big Ramondre oh stevenson fan and it just was like man new england you found a gem you found a gem. Please do not do this. And luckily they didn't. And they didn't invest in anyone else. It's He came out of the draft unscathed. He is he is still the guy. And, and now the situation is better because there's no Damian Harris around. And so whatever's going to happen with this Patriots team, I don't know. One thing I do know is Ramondre Stevenson is going to be involved. He's going to be catching passes. He's going to be running the ball. Like He, he doesn't have competition. He's one of the few what seems to be a three-down workhorse back in the NFL this upcoming season. I'm excited about Ramondre Stevenson. At RB7, I've got Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is my RB7. I think he is going to absolutely dominate that backfield. And here's the thing. I actually think there's a chance they re-sign Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke hasn't found a home. Jerry Jones has said they're open to a reunion. I think they may may re-sign him on a a better deal for them to make sure he fits in that cap there. Obviously, they drafted Deuce Vaughn in the sixth or seventh round. One, one of the two, they got a, they got another running back there, but nothing high draft capital. Tony Pollard does seem like he is going to just be the guy, and so I'm excited about Tony Pollard. I've got him at RB seven. At RB six, I've got Josh Jacobs. The Raiders brought him back after he took things personally, and he led the NFL in rushing yards. 
<laughs> do I think he's going to do that again? No, I don't. But he has earned his way into my top 10. I have him at RB6 there. At RB5, I have Saquon Barkley. He lands at RB5 for me. I've got him at five. Some people say, may say that's a little that's a little too low. Uh, but so I know a lot of people maybe have him top three, top four. I've got him at five simply because the Jets actually have another weapon now. They have Darren Waller. They have, or sorry, the Giants. The Giants have another weapon. They have Darren Waller. I think Saquon Barkley loses some targets, maybe loses some touchdown catches or opportunities there. You know, why wouldn't you want to go to a to a big tight end in the in the red zone maybe uh Saquon quite literally saw like almost all the red zone touchdowns in that in that team and in, in, in the season last year so I've got Saquon at RB5 <sighs> at RB4 I've got Bijan Robinson Bijan Robinson falls to RB4 for me I've got him at number four I think Arthur Smith is going to just turn this guy into one of the best young workhorse backs in the league I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking he has a he doesn't even need the second year to break out. I think he's going to be a rookie year breakout. I think this guy is one of the most exciting rookie prospects at running back since Saquon Barkley coming into the NFL. And I'm really excited about Bijan Robinson. I've got him at 4. At 3, I've got Jonathan Taylor. I believe I believe in this guy. I believe in the talent. I believe in the situation. I believe we look at how good of a running team the Philadelphia Eagles were last year. And now they've got Shane Steichen running the team. I believe in Jonathan Taylor. I've got him at RB3. At two, I've got Austin Eckler. I think he comes back to the Chargers. I think he lands back in L.A. I think he is still going to be the guy getting all the touches, getting all the work, getting all the receiving work. I think he's going to be really exciting, especially with Kellen Moore there now. And at RB1, I had to – and these might flip-flop around simply because of circumstance, but at RB1, I've got Christian McCaffrey. It's hard not to. It's hard not to have CMC at number one. The one thing I look at and think about is that CMC has another running back taking some touches away from him. He's got Elijah Mitchell there. And so, believe it or not, Elijah Mitchell actually made a bigger impact on CMC than than people may have realized. Um, But I've got CMC at my RB1. I'm excited about Christian McCaffrey. And so those are my top 10 fantasy running backs this year in fantasy football. Wes, give it to me. What do you think? I am I'm intrigued with your top 10 because I don't think, I think of the top 15, you've got it. And I think the 10 you said are going to end up in the top 15 in some way. Uh, what stands out to me is I am not as high on Saquon as you, maybe others are, because they lost some offensive linemen. And in addition to getting Darren Waller and Jalen Hyatt, that I've, I, and they also gave Daniel Jones the big contract. And Saquon didn't get that. And there was some kind of, you know, potential holdout. So I just, I'm, I'm a little shy to draft Saquon. Not really, though, because it's Saquon Barkley. But I just don't know right. if he's going to be. Top 10, might be a bottom 10, something like that. It mm-hmm. just depends on the situation. Um, I'm also, I'm just worried about Derrick Henry myself. I don't know if he makes top 10 personally. I don't know what it looks like for him, even if he stays in Tennessee, because it feels like there is absolutely nothing happening in Tennessee. It feels like with the most dead and stale offense in the NFL. No offense, Titans fans, but I'm right. 
So but your team just, sucks. Yeah, it's just not, man. So yeah. I'm, those are those are kind of the two that stand out to me. Um, but I'm with you there with Jameer Gibbs. I kind of have him as a ceiling, as top five, but I'm in like fifth. I think there's just that potential. You talk about the PPR value that he's taking that DeAndre Swift had. I'm very excited about that. Uh, is Nick Chubb not in your top 10? He's at number 11. He's number 11. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, he's, he's, I, he's right there. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of reacted in the same way that you did with um, Christian McCaffrey, where it's like, I can't not, because he just is so good at football that it's hard to not put right. him in top 10, no matter what happens. Uh, for me, I'm riding back. I'm ready, I'm ready to give Najee Harris another shot. Okay. I think they invested they invested in their offensive line a lot. And Najee actually did very well for the last half of the season. But nobody's talking about he it. He was great because, to close out the year, yeah. Yeah, because everyone that had Najee Harris didn't make playoffs. So nobody even pointed out how good he was because they were all in the consolation right. round. Um, but I'll close out my thoughts on the running back. I have Chris McCaffrey's number one as well because mm-hmm. you just have to. Um, I think Bijan's number two. But I don't. I don't I think, mind. I don't hate it. I don't. Yeah, he's he's for sure top five, and yeah. I also don't think it is irresponsible to take Bijan as your first art running back off the board. Oh, I think he's, he's a first round pick in fantasy. He he might be, and yeah. I don't hate this at all. No, it, not at all. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Solid list, Noah. It's it's not as ridiculous as I think. I think you and I expected this to be like a. What are you doing, dude? Where's Where's Isaiah Pacheco? Why is he number three or something? Right. And it's just like, sure. no, we're kind of on the same page. We just have a couple, you know, the order is a little different, but it's pretty much the same. This is why you and I are on the same page. We're there, dude. We're, we're, there. we're there. Tell me about your wide receivers, though, because this, I think, is yeah. going to be very exciting. I, I, I hate this list because <laughs> I want I, – I, I think almost every single person on this list has a ceiling to be wide receiver one. Like it's like, it's actually ridiculous. Like I think all of these guys could be there. Uh, I'll tell you who I don't have in my top 10. I don't have a Monroe St. Brown in my top 10. He is just outside my top 10 there. I think they invested in Sam Laporta. I think they invested in Jameer Gibbs. I think obviously Jameson Williams is going to be back after six games. We hoped uh, it wouldn't be, that that long, but um, so I don't have a Monroe St. Brown in my top ten. I don't have DK Metcalf in my top ten. He is not in my top ten there. I think some people think he could be a top ten receiver. I do not have him there. And uh, you know, I think it's I think that's really just the the most outlandish names I could list there. Um, just because it's like. Yeah, when you li- when you listen to this top ten list, it's gonna be like, well, yeah, no duh, those guys aren't higher than them. Like, think about it for a second. Like, yeah, of course. So I'll start out at ten. At ten, I've got Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, offensive rookie of the year last year, gets two time, recent two time MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers throwing the football. I think Garrett Wilson. Yeah, let's just talk about it. Garrett Wilson won offensive rookie of the year. With Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Chris Strebler throwing him the football. That is, those were his, that is the most boom, boom, poopy quarterback room to ever produce an offensive rookie of the year wide receiver. Hashtag ever. boom, boom, poopy. 
That's going to be our first shirt we make when we have merchandise. Yeah, that's going to be it. Yeah, right there. Um, So Garrett Wilson falls there at 10 for me. At 9, I've got Jalen Waddell. He is just an absolute freak. He is going to be fantastic for fantasy football. Easy, a a top 10 wide receiver for me to put in the list here. Um, You know, he, he transformed his play style whenever Mike McDaniel came to the team. He was this high-volume reception guy, short yardage kind of stuff, getting, you know, working in there. He obviously broke the record for rookie receptions. Um, and then last year, his yards per catch was, like, top two in the NFL when it was, like, <laughs> very far from that in his rookie year. He absolutely shifted to this big play guy. His ceiling is incredible. The floor isn't as solid for me. You know, I think last year we did see some, you know, some six point, seven point games, but that ceiling is unbelievable. And so that's why I've got him there at nine. At eight, I've got CeeDee Lamb. I've got CeeDee Lamb at eight. I was expecting the Dallas Cowboys to invest in a wide receiver in this draft or a top tight end prospect in this draft. They didn't either. And so with CD Lamb being the top receiver there, I'm excited for CD Lamb. I've got him at wide receiver eight. We all know that he's a really great player. He gets a ton of targets. He's going to be awesome for Dak Prescott there, especially with you know maybe no Dalton Schultz, maybe more Dak leans more on you know CD Lamb here. So excited about that at seven. And I hate that he's this low, but I just I it's hard for me to put him above at seven. I've got AJ Brown. And I, and I love A.J. Brown so much. It's just so hard for me to put him ahead of these next couple guys. And maybe he doesn't break into my top three, but he's so good. He is so freaking good. He's still only 25 years old. He is young. He is a freaking animal. And I, I just love, I love A.J. Brown. And I know he is so excited that his quarterback, Jalen Hurts, is on a contract in Philly for the next five years. I think these two light it up, just absolutely light it up in the league for the next five years as A.J. Brown kind of gets to that age 30 mark where receivers tend to maybe start, you know, declining a little bit. But I I expect him to be a top guy for the next five years for sure. I've got a wide receiver seven. At wide receiver six, I've got Stephon Diggs. It's hard for me to put him any higher into my top five, but it's hard for me to put him any lower in my top ten. He is – he is – one of the more sure wide receivers in fantasy football, even though sometimes he yells at Josh Allen on the sidelines, he, you know, they've got their drama, whatever happens. Stefan Diggs still is a target monster. He gets, he, if you're in the red zone, they're looking for him almost every single time. Like he's the first read on every play. Like he is the guy there. He is still the guy. The addition of Dalton Kincaid doesn't worry me much for Stefan Diggs's value as it does more Gabe Davis's value. So, I've got I've got Stefan Diggs there at my wide receiver six. At five, I've got to have him top five. It's Devontae Adams. I don't care that it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I don't I don't think the shift from Derek Carr to Jimmy G was that much, actually. Maybe Derek Carr has a better deep ball, and that's why Devontae Adams had the most deep ball touchdowns that he's had in his career last year. But his game with Aaron Rodgers was these intermediate routes and, and and getting making something happen sometimes after the catch. Devontae Adams, my wide receiver five. I don't think he's going to take a step down with Jimmy Garoppolo there. At four, I've got Jamar Chase. 
it's hard to have this dude inside the top three when we look at who the top three is. But Jamar Chase is the, I think, the uh, the second best young wide receiver in the NFL. He, we see what he does when he's on the field. He his ceiling is incredible. He has you know forty five point ceiling potential, and I think he's got a safer floor than people think. I think some people think he's a really big boomer bust guy, and I think his bust was just like yeah, he was kind of hurt and he was dealing with that. But when he's on the field, Joe Burrow looks for him. And he looks for him a lot. So Jamar Chase is there at number four. At three, I've got Tyreek Hill. Again, this is a this is such a hard list because all these guys could be <laughs> wide receiver one for me. But Tyreek Hill is at number three. Uh, I, I think not that I'm here leading the caravan on, I don't know about Tua and his health, but we just got to make sure he stays healthy. I think he will. I believe he will. And I think Tyreek Hill is going to be able to be a you know a top three fantasy wide receiver this year as he was last year you know he's a top guy so I've got him there at two I've got Justin Jefferson I've got Justin Jefferson at number two because well I believe Cooper Cup is going to play an entire season and when Cooper Cup plays an entire season of fantasy football in the NFL Cooper Cup does things that no one else has done he was averaging over 25 points he was averaging 22 fantasy points per game. He had eight games over 25 fantasy points before he got hurt last season. He was do people were going, he's not going to repeat his triple crown season. He was on pace to do better than his triple crown season last year before he got hurt because Sean McVay kept him in, in a blowout. Like that was just so devastating when he got hurt. I think Cooper cup claims back the wide receiver one spot. Now, listen, if something happens and Matthew Stafford retires, call it off. Like it's not, it's not happening. But as long as Cup and Stafford are playing together, Cooper Cup will remain my wide receiver one until that duo is done for. So those are my top ten wide receivers. Again, like I said, all these guys could be top, top, top in the top ten here. It's a hard list for me to put together for me to rank certain guys lower. But that's where that's where I'm at with my top ten wide receivers, Wes. Wow, what a finish. I love that you think Cooper Cup is just right back where he was in 2021. I believe it. I, I believe. hope that would be great. He's number six for me. Like, I'm excited. I think it's going to be yeah. easy to draft him. I'm not worried. At some point, we're going to talk later on in the next couple of weeks and months about breakouts and busts and injured players and who we want to take a shot on. And for me, Cooper Cup is a no-brainer. This is very, very close to my top 10. And I think Good. we all Good. expect these. Again, I just, I was, I'm like, I think we are, we're like, let's not look at each other's lists so that we can just like debate and get into it. And it's like, man, I agree with you. You know what? Good job. Very, very nice. Someone's <laughs> work, my friend. And it's just, I want something to happen, but. I think it's worth pointing out that neither of us have Debo Samuel in our top 10. Um, yeah. And Can I ask where you have Debo? 12. I Okay, I've got him 20. Wow. I'm really, I'm, that may be the, the Brandon Ayuk believer in me. Um, yeah. But I, I, and the non-Brock Purdy believer and also the believer that OMG, there's so many damn weapons in the San Francisco offense. 
But I've got I've got him at twenty, and I've I've got a handful of guys I would feel better taking than Debo Samuel. But wow. yeah, not top ten, not top ten for for not top else. ten. I have I have him there because it is the kind of same effect as like Derrick Henry that you were talking about. It's like um, I mean you're just that good. Um, yeah. So just the last players that I'm I want to talk about from your list is that I don't have Ceedee Lamb in my top ten because I'm a little too worried that they're going okay. to rush too often. And also, I'm not mm. uh, confident in Dak Prescott this year. So me either, for what it's worth. And I, and I know, I know that's not an, an exact correlation. You can have quarterbacks yeah, that yeah, don't yeah. do great, but have a receiver that's a top fifteen player. I just, I think Ceedee Lamb ends up falling a little bit. Not that he's a total bust, but I just don't have him as top ten. Um, I still real believe quick, in Ross St. Brown. Not to bounce back yeah. to. Not to back, but not to bounce back to quarterbacks real quick. Just out of curiosity for fun, where do you have Dak? Oh, I have him. Let me scroll back up on my list here. <laughs> it's May. Don't forget, twenty four. Yeah, I've I've been nineteen. Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, wow. just very out I on Dak Prescott. Yeah, no, I I just don't, I just don't think he's the dude. But but no, yeah. yeah. So that's fair. So I I believe in Amon Ross St. Brown. I still think he has a really good shot to be top ten. I know that. Yeah. You know, I, I think Sam Laporta actually is really good. He's not better than Michael Mayer, oh, good, even though they took him before Mayer. But I like him a lot, too. Uh, for Last two that I'll talk about is I've got Jamar Chase number one. And he's already oh, wow. a okay. monster. Yeah, he's, he's a monster, and we know this. And you're right that the bust weeks, the bad weeks, he was playing with a broken hip. And then when he yeah. came back, he punch people in the mouth and he was phenomenal and he is phenomenal and no one's going to not want to take him but there's something that i have been looking at and it is year three wide receivers are it they are the Mm. guys justin jefferson did it last year year three is when they hit big even when they're already good and Jamar uh-huh. Chase is getting into year three, and he's already proven he is elite. So for me, yeah. right now, if I'm if I'm top five pick in a fantasy redraft, I don't mind taking Jamar Chase. Wow. Okay. Let me ask I you. I believe this. in this. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is on that stat. Where's Jalen Waddle? Number nine. And it's only because okay, so Tyreek Hill is still. Yeah, because it's because Tyreek Hill's already okay. there. But I'll put my money where my mouth is even further, and I got Devonta Smith as number three. Oh, wow. This guy. Wow. There is something that is going to happen with Devonta Smith, and I know, and I'm I'm not out on A.J. Brown. I've got him as number 10. I think they're both going to be there, but year three wide receivers, and they already have chemistry. They played together, the same as Tua with Jalen Waddell, the same as Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase. These guys, there's going to be this connection. This is what I'm feeling. Devonta Smith is going to be the forgotten player of these top 15 great receivers and is going to skyrocket. That's how I'm feeling on this May wow. 9th. Three is high. I've got, I've got him top 15. I've got him as my 14th wide receiver. I've got him ahead of T. Higgins, who I've been on the record to love T. Higgins. Yeah. I've got yeah. Devontae Smith ahead of T. Higgins. I believe. I, I believe. I That is wow. We, I am, I, I'm following the trend on this. Year three receivers. It. They dominate the top 20, 
every year. They dominate the top five every year. It's not even close as the other experience levels. So I'm okay. My eyes are on Devonta Smith when we come to the draft. I like it. I like it. Let's do let's do this real quick. Um, yeah, Wes, who who is your top ranked rookie wide receiver, and where do you have them? Let me look through everything. I if I had to guess, you and I have the same guy as our top ranked rookie wide receiver, but I wonder yeah, where we're I, each at on this. I didn't quite put a number down, but I'm I mean, I'm following what you are with with Addison. Addison, I think, yeah. is gonna be the best rookie wide receiver. Um, I also really love Jonathan Mingo, but I also don't think it's going to happen much. Yeah. And I'm on record for having an absolute man crush on Josh Downs, but I don't think it's this year. Maybe, but it's but Jordan Addison is going to be the best rookie wide receiver in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. But I think he's going to be maybe maybe top twenty, but I don't think he's top fifteen. I've got him. I've got him as my wide receiver nineteen right now. I've got him as my wide That's receiver nineteen. Spot. We think like that. we think about. Adam Thielen, when he was doing his thing while Justin Jefferson was still there as the wide receiver one, I got Jordan Addison as my wide receiver 19. I like it. Just ahead of Debo Samuel there, just behind guys like Chris Olave, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley. Uh, I think he slots in right there as a, as a solid wide receiver too. So that's what I've got yeah. there for rookies in the wide receiver spot. Wes, close us out it's with a good question. Thanks. I will. Yeah. Oh, close I, out I think that's here. What do we got for. It's worth asking. So, all right. So, tight ends. This was uh, just a complete. Uh, I feel like I was drawing names out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, and number ten is Chigazium Okonkwo. Right. Who is number 10? ten? I have him as number ten. And I love so, it. before before I get into that, let me just say, who's not in my top ten? As if anyone even like is worried. Like it's right. just. No one. And this sucks. The tight ends suck. I don't have. I don't have Kyle Pitts in my top ten. He's got to prove me wrong. Oh, okay. I just. It's Bijan's show. Yeah, you're just. You're just in the. You know what? We've tried. We've trusted it too many times. Yeah, I'm okay. willing to risk that and believe he's not a top ten for him to prove sure. me wrong because. Wow, you hurt my feelings a lot, Mr. Pitts, and yeah. you lost me a third round pick in the fantasy draft. So, uh, up yours. You're not in my top ten. Yep. <laughs> um, I I also don't have Evan Ingram in my top ten. Um, okay. And I think that's just because of how many weapons are in Jacksonville, and Fair. you know the franchise tag that they gave him, and they drafted Brenton Strange out of Penn State, who is really good, actually. But yeah. I don't know how much involved he's going to be. It just feels like there's too many cooks in the kitchen for Evan Ingram to be a top ten. As if it matters, because you could just get thirty points in a single week, and now you're tight end two. Exactly. In week yeah, nine. I was going to say. I, mean, I was going to say, oh man, yeah. Kyle Pitts is outside of your top ten. And he's gonna score, you know, forty points this season, and he'll be tight end thirteen. You yeah, know, basically, that's how that's, that's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. So before before I get into um, uh, the rest of the players, I I just kind of bought into what you said, Noah, about Chigazim Okonkwo. Um, mm-hmm. We were playing Fortnite. Noah and I were got a dub the other night. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. 
the whole yeah and uh and while we were playing noah just shares this random stat that i would like for you to share as to why we can believe in the tennessee titans tight end yeah so i i mean i lead the caravan on uh on chico conquo being a breakout tight end tight ends break out in the second year they, they, that's when they find the breakout, you know, obviously not all of them do, but when they do, it's, it's year two is when we see the, the big breakout and it's a random, random metric, but there's a metric known as yards per route run. So essentially what they take is each year, they take the amount of routes you've run and the yardage you gained, divide them and you get a number and that number is low. You talk about the amount of routes run by a player versus the yards they they gained. But history has shown that the top tight ends in the league that end up being the top guys have a benchmark of two yards per route run in their rookie season. Dallas Clark had that. Jeremy <laughs> Shockey had that. Travis Kelsey had that. Mark Andrews had that. Here's a fun name to throw out there, and I hope you know who I'm talking about. Kobe Fleener had that, and Fleener <laughs> what a had like such, had like a crazy year with the Saints after Jimmy Graham had moved on and wow. stuff like that. Kobe Fleener <laughs> hit that metric. Obviously, he didn't turn into one of the greats, but it's just a fun name to throw out there. And he and he had a season of greatness. Chigokonkwo meets that mark. He he is. A guy that meets that mark. He's coming into year two. I am a huge Chico Conquo believer. Wes, in our dynasty draft that we did, I waited to draft my first tight end until round 13, and I took Chico Conquo, and I feel good about him in that position for my team for the foreseeable future. So I'm a big Chico Conquo fan. I think he's going to have a breakout. I'm excited about it. So I'm I'm so happy that you have him on your side of your top ten. Well, I also it's, I also just wanted to give him a spotlight because if we need to find someone else in the tight end field because guess who my number one is, but we'll jump into number nine right. and the other numbers before that too. So I've got Mark Andrews as number nine, and I know that may sound disrespectful okay. because he's a known name in the tight end position and he has chemistry with Lamar Jackson. But again, I just... I don't know. It feels like that there's going to be more attention to Zay Flowers. And it feels like that Lamar is going to want to steal the show. And not in a bad way. I just, again, he could get he could get three points in week 11. And then he jumps from ninth to fourth. You know, it just, I mean, right. it's just wild. But I, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm not quite as confident Mark Andrews as maybe everyone else is. Um, I am excited for Michael Mayer, though. And that's why he's number eight. And I think there's potential for him to get some targets and some opportunities because as we talked about, Jimmy G likes going to the tight end. And Michael Mayer's quarterback is Jimmy G. And Michael Mayer plays tight end. So I'm I'm hopeful. I'm more hopeful than I am like certain and confident that Michael Mayer is gonna be a extreme value and asset in this position. But I like him a lot. And I'm going to buy into this new addition, this new change for Darren Waller at number seven. I think he's going to have some pretty good success at uh, in in New York with the Giants. 
it's it's not like he's not a good player. He just has been hurt, and it's been hard to believe that he's going to put up anything. And he sat out like all of last season with an injury, and it's just like, man, I'm I'm not sure if he's going to be worth it. I think so. I think he and Daniel Jones are going to find a surprising connection. And I know Jalen Hyatt's there, so they do need a wide receiver. They need someone else. But I, I'm believing. I'm willing to believe in Darren Waller. Number six, this is ridiculous. I know it is, but I don't care because why not? Dalton Kincaid, number six. Okay. It's just I love the dude, and I've been outspoken about it. And uh, I don't care that I have him at number six. I think it's going to be awesome. And I think Josh Allen's going to find it very surprising how much fun it is to throw to Dalton Kincaid. I think Stefan Diggs is might, might be a little, a little cranky at this information. So I'm looking forward <laughs> okay. to it. And you know what? I'll draft him. I'll try to get one of these other guys as well, a known experienced player. But yeah, I'm going to try to get Kincaid as often as I can. But number five is TJ Hawkinson. And he is a beast. Okay. And he's awesome. And I would love to put him at like top three. But the aforementioned Jordan Addison is there, and they spent a first-round pick on him, and he is really good. And Justin Jefferson still plays football in the NFL and plays on the same team as TJ Hawkinson. So I just can't quite put TJ that much higher, but yeah, I want to draft him. Top five for sure. Number four is probably a little a little high for some people, but I know you like him a lot too, and I got good old Pat Fryermuth at number four. He is, he's hidden in, he's a diamond in the rough. I mean, not the nicest or biggest diamond, but I like Fryermuth. And I think the Steelers, again, talking about Najee and how he turned it around at the end of last season, the whole Steelers offense just seemed to turn it around. It was like, it was like someone handed Mike Tomlin the memo, like, you have six games left to keep your streak of never having a losing season. He's like, let's go. Everybody, play yeah. your best football ever. And they all did. And they nearly, nearly made playoffs. Like, it was a field goal away between the Dolphins and Jets for the Steelers making playoffs after playing horribly. Frymouth is going to be great. I like the, a lot of the Steelers' offense. And the top three are known names. Known names. We all know yeah. them. They should be the top three. Uh, I'm going to put George Kittle number three, though. George Kittle's number three. I don't, again, this is all without anyone getting hurt. Kittle's had a history of injuries, but Kittle's great and Kittle's phenomenal. And I know that Brock Purdy, assuming he's the starter when we get to week one and, or not week one, when he's healthy and when they decide who the future of the franchise is going to be, but he and Kittle, Purdy and Kittle have a connection and Kittle just decided to get like two touchdowns in two straight games. And it was like, oh, right. That's why, that's why you're. That's why you created National Tight End Day in the NFL. Like, he is awesome. He's top three. I'm still buying into him. I love him. But number two, I've got Dallas Goddard. Okay. I don't know if you watched the Super Bowl. That dude was awesome. And this was a – he was legitimately a valuable player in fantasy. And I think – he dropped off the radar just enough because of his injury that people forgot how good he was last year. And I really do believe that Jalen Hurts is going to utilize Dallas Goddard because just think of this. The the Super Bowl was on the line and Hurts went to Goddard and Goddard made a really great catch. 
He, that to me, just that alone. Plus, I think it's phenomenal. I'm I'm carrying the super. It may be recency bias, but I'm carrying that Super Bowl performance and the playoff performance and saying, yeah, you're the second best tight end in the NFL. And number one, I think it's worth discussing that if you have the one on one in a redraft, it is not too far off to say, yeah, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. It's it's not as ridiculous as it sounds because I looked last year. The difference between Travis Kelsey and the next best tight end was literally 100 points. 100 points between first and second place. Travis Kelsey, I think we are all starting to say, yeah, maybe greatest tight end in history. And there is no one that's even close. So I think he should be a first round talent. And I think that there is no reason, like him and Mahomes, you don't want them as long as they're in the NFL. So that's my top 10. Give me your thoughts. What's your reaction, Noah? Um, <clears throat> here's where the people are going to get what they want. I think you are a lunatic for having two rookie tight ends inside your top 10. <laughs> I think that is absolutely preposterous. And listen, these guys could put up could put up mediocre seasons and end up as the tight end eight. So like th- mm-hmm. that's fine and fine to yeah. consider. While you were sharing, I did a little I did a little Google search. I could. Tell. I just want to share a little bit of information with you. Here's uh, here's a little tidbit. Since two thousand, fifty one tight ends have been picked in the first or second round. And the majority of them did next to nothing in year one. Among those 50 who played at least 12 games in their first NFL season, all but three averaged fewer than 10 fantasy points per game. And that list includes guys who went on to be decent and solid guys. Guys like Mike Gesicki, Hayden Hurst, Cole Komet, Dallas Goddard. David Njoku, Zach Ertz, TJ Hawkinson. So based on that data, we're hoping for a potential breakout or, 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 or a decent season from, you know, Kincaid or Mayer. But mm-hmm. I think their chances at that are slim to none in year one. Listen, and and, and I like those guys. I do. I, I actually really like those guys. Um I've got Dalton Kincaid as my tight end 13 this season. I've got Michael Mayer as my tight end 17. Uh, But I think having those guys inside the top 10, and hey, it's May, so so maybe I come around and maybe maybe I think differently, but I think those guys in the top 10 is a – it's a long shot for me in my eyes. I I don't see those guys finishing top 10. Kincaid has the best shot, and I, and I rank him as such. I, I've got him as a borderline tight end one. You know, again, we go get we, we put things in perspective here on Fourth and Troll Fantasy. That could mean he has a super mediocre season, and he still finishes tight end thirteen. Dalton Schultz was tight yeah. end ten last year. Like he was hurt, <laughs> he wasn't doing much. Yeah. He was a disappointment in some games. He was great in other games. Stuff like that. That's just where I'm at on that. 
again, I've already said, love that you have Chico Conquo as your 10th tight end. I also have him as my 10th tight end. I've got him there inside my top 10. Um, at tight end nine, I've got Evan Ingram. I think he's still, they, they brought him back on the tag. I think they, he does enough there to get himself inside the top 10 of tight ends. I've got Pat Fryermuth at eight. I think as Kenny Pickett gets a little more confident, I think Najee Harris is going to be more involved. And I think he involves George Pickens a little bit more. And so, and plus, dude, they got Allen Robinson. So watch out, Pittsburgh Nation. Steeler <laughs> Nation. Allen Robinson is here to play. Um, I'm ready to be hurt again by Kyle Pitts. I've got him at my tight end seven. I'm ready to be disappointed. I can't not put him there. He is. I can't. He's he's the most <laughs> athletic tight end on this list. Like I, I I just I don't I don't know how I can put him outside of that. I'm ready to be disappointed. Um, at tight end six, I've got Dallas Goddard, which I, it's a, it is he's going to be a really great tight end. It surprises me that you have him so high because you also have Devontae Smith finishing as a top three wide receiver. I don't know when. I would assume it's Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, but I don't know when there's been a top three tight end and a top three wide receiver on the same team. There's just a ton of weapons in Philly. And so I've got, I've got Goddard at tight end six. I think he's still going to be great. I think he's still a fantastic fantasy option there. As you can see, there's a Philadelphia Eagle in my top three in, in quarterback wide receiver and tight end. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an incredible, it, it's an incredible team. Yeah. It checks out. So, um, I've got George Kittle at five. Listen, the dude had eleven touchdowns last year, and he really only came on once Brock Purdy started playing. So he's probably on pace for like a thirty touchdown season next year, <laughs> if this happens this way. Um, I think Kittle is going to be really, really solid. I actually had him a little higher, and I did some reconsidering here. Uh, I've got Darren Waller inside. My top five, I got him at tight end four. I think he's going to get a ton of targets. I think he's going to be the best weapon that Daniel Jones has had. As far as a full-on receiving option there, obviously, he said Saquon Barkley. Uh, I've got him there at four. I've got TJ Hawkinson at three. Uh, he is going to be, again, He's he came in second half of the year in Minnesota. He is this really great option for receiving at the tight end position, and uh, and he finished in a great spot last year. I've got Mark Andrews at two. I've got him seven spots ahead of where you have him at. I think, yes, Odell Beckham is there. Yes, Zay Flowers is a high draft capital that they invested in. I think I think Lamar, and this isn't a dig, I don't think Lamar is going to be the kind of passer that we might think he will be. And I think he is going to rely on that tight end a lot. I think he has some Dak Prescott tendencies when he passes the football. And so I think he relies on that tight end position a lot. I've got Mark Andrews at two. And obviously, to no one's surprise, I've got Travis Kelsey as my tight end one, who I've told you, Wes, I, I'm pretty much fine taking Travis Kelsey wherever my pick is in the first round this year in redraft leagues. Like, I, I really don't yeah. care. He is such an advantage and he's my tight end one and he is probably going to have a hundred more points than the tight end two. Like it's just, it's just absurd. So I got Travis Kelsey there at tight end one to round out my toit end position there. Um, Toitest ends. The toitest ends. I appreciate you looking up that, that statistic on the rookie tight ends. That's worth knowing. Um, For me, I, 
am just excited. I like these guys. And you know what? I'm excited. Yeah. Who even cares? Because if you don't have yeah. Travis Kelsey, exactly. That's pick yeah. who you want. <laughs> we touched on yeah, we touched on it. It's like yeah, these guys could suck and finish tight end six. Like it's like it, that's yeah. how that's how this could end up. So it so, is oh, it is actually, a graveyard I have, position. I have one player above Travis Kelsey actually, Taysom Hill. Oh, God. T Hill, <laughs> a little bit of T Hill action. T Hill, yeah, gotta love T Hill. Um, just to pour one out here, Wes. Where do you have Dalton yeah. Schultz ranked? I didn't. You didn't, didn't rank. He's not ranked. I didn't. I didn't even get that far in in my tight ends. Oh man, how far yeah. did you get in tight ends? Let me, let me ask that. I I I got to seventeen because it's like <sighs> that's not fun. Yeah, I've got him. Yeah. I've got him at sixteen. Um, okay, that's nice. Because you know, maybe in my and it's ho- it's probably wishful thinking and a hope, but the hope is that CJ Stroud comes in and, and relies on his tight end and he's a safety net and you know tight ends for rookie quarterbacks, maybe he pans out here. But listen, yeah, that is uh, okay. that is going to have to be something that we have to go <laughs> ahead and watch for, and that's going to do it for this episode. Let us know if you agree with our rankings. Listen, are you are you as high as Wes and I are on Jameer Gibbs now, which is such a shift and turn of events that neither of us saw coming, and it is only because he is on the Detroit Lions. Will Aaron Rodgers slip into the top 10? Will he be a top 10 quarterback on the Jets? Let us know in the comments below. Follow us on all our social media down there. You can catch us posting content on there on the daily. Make Teddy the Troll smile by hitting that subscribe button, ringing that bell, leaving us a like and a comment. Let us know what you think of our far too early rankings and uh listen we'll see you next time next tuesday in this off season of thorf and troll fantasy my name is noah selby and i'm wes selby and this has been fourth and troll fantasy <laughs>